0: another episode of the Sport Heads Podcast. You're here with Steve, Rowdy and Eric. How are you guys? It's grand final week.
1: Ooh, the big week. Yeah, going well, Steve. It's uh, it's always an exciting week leading up to a couple of big games yep. on the Saturday or, or Sunday. Um, the big one for us is on the Saturday. And roll loves out there. Sunday is your day. How are you going, Eric?
2: Yeah, it's good. It's the most wonderful time of the year when, uh, you know, a lot of people wait until New Year's Day and um, the celebration's there or... Australia Day, although not so much this year, but Grand Final Weekend is where it's at and I can't wait for two big games this weekend. Yeah, definitely. I mean, look, I'm not the biggest fan
0: of the NRL, but I have been... They're very complimentary. I I have been trying to watch it uh, as much as I can over the last few years Mm. because as a sports lover, you just love watching the, the best of the year go at it for the big prize, so...
1: Yeah, the, it is probably around roughly the only NRL game I will watch would be the grand final, yes. just because of the occasion. Yeah. I do watch the State of Origin, and that's um, not N- NRL or such, but uh, I do like the Origin because of uh, because of all that surrounds that, and we don't have that in the AFL. But the NRL grand final is definitely an occasion where you can you can sit back and then enjoy the occasion. It is uh, normally after you've had a couple of bevies on the Saturday watching the AFL grand final you're probably sitting on the couch anyway and having a nice quiet afternoon that's true I mean a lot of people have big Saturdays planned whether
2: it's you know celebrating the uh, grand final or any other lifestyle achievement so it's going to be a good weekend for all of us Mm. that it will that it will well look before looking too far ahead
0: um let's look back what were your what have your Uh, highlights been since we've last got together
2: well, um, I'm going to go with one that, uh, despite the fact that I'm wearing my Victorian Bush Ranger singlet very proudly after that debacle earlier on yeah. today, I'm going to go with, yeah, we did, by uh, did, Usman Gadir. Did, did the meme come with the shirt? Uh, no, it didn't, actually. Uh, it should do. But Usman uh, Qadir, he is the son of the great Pakistani leg spinner um, Abdul Qadir. Um, got three, three foot, and there's something about a chubby-faced uh, leg spinner with uh, Pakistani heritage that I can identify <laughs> with. So, uh, good. Does, to does this spinner s- spin the ball? Uh, he does. So yeah. there, well, he's got one up on you. Uh, true, but uh, how many man of the matches has he won in a grand final? But, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, no, it was good to see some leg spin gone, even if it was at our, being Bush Rangers' expense, uh, yeah. although we're not the Bush Rangers anymore, but still, um, yeah, good to see. He wants to play for Australia, I'm not sure that's going to happen, but, uh, you know, stranger things have happened.
0: Yeah. Mm. What it's about
2: good, yourself? Good to see him taking wickets as well, Leggies. Mm. Like, we do have a few around, but...
0: Yeah, whenever you see one taking leggies, I think everyone gets excited because you start thinking about Warney and all. Well, and let's let's let's, let's not players. get carried away. I oh, know I'm still two miles behind Zampa. <laughs> oh. Turn it up. Who? Oh,
2: well, that's just disrespectful. Um, um, oh so look, um, my... Zampa's in position one A, obviously for any leg spinners in the future, mm. my, unless um, uh, he doesn't learn how to powerful. bat or doesn't become mates with uh, Justin Layer. That's why Ooh. Agar gets a go because because he, apparently he's a spinner, isn't he? Allegedly, uh, apparently. Uh,
0: Well, he's actually got a pretty decent record, if you actually go back and have a look. But I agree with you, he's not one of the best two spinners. Might be a debate for another day. um, (laughs) Look, mine's on the (laughs) the JLT front as well. Um, What they've done this year, I've really enjoyed. A lot of the sides are playing a lot of their younger cricketers, Mm. which is always good. Um, I think you had the two Edwards boys playing for... Um, New, New South, South Wales. Wales. Uh, the Warriors have young Philippi, I think it is. Mm, doing really well. Um, and, but my highlight of the week is young Queenslander Max Bryant. Um, he scored the quickest 50 uh, for Queensland. I think it was off 23 balls 23, or something. Right, like that. Wow. And he ended up with 71 off 32. Um, he's only 19, so hopefully he can build from there. But yeah, it's a bit exciting times, I think, was sitting down watching. And, and when you're looking at it, at the games, some of the better performances are coming from the young mm. fellows as well. I think uh, Will Sutherland started off with a, a fifer. Um, young Edwards has top scored or gone close for New South Wales, so it, it's been good.
1: It's, uh, it's an exciting time to be a, a good young cricketer because yep. in Australia, given the, the situation with the national team, we won't go into that, but it, it is, I think you're seeing a lot of young players come through now thinking, wow, that there is a real carrot on the end, yep. here if they can get some form going.
2: And that's the thing. Unless, like, your type of style of play or position conflicts with a good mate from Western Australia, I think everyone's a chance to get in the national squad. (laughs) I think
0: there's a common theme going here. Mm. I think someone is a bit dirty.
1: I think uh, Eric's trying to sidetrack the uh, podcast here. No, no. no, Let's get out in
0: the open. I mean, what, Maxie was told to go back and get hundreds? Has Mm. he got any at the moment?
2: In one day cricket, probably not. I wouldn't. Uh, no, I think he blew it. His first innings, I think he got out. for a uh, Greg blew it. Retired <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> no, I think
0: I think Maxi blew it. So and there's already been four hundreds, yeah. and he's not one of them. So yeah, well, he uh, needs to go back and get his yeah uh, get those hundreds he's asked to get, and I'm sure he'll be looked up
1: it was, It's uh, still too soon for Eric the Maxi one. We won't get we won't get into that. I'll move it to my highlights. Um, my highlights nothing to do with cricket. So we'll we'll move it on. It's actually the Carabao Cup, which is the English League Cup this morning, and. And our team Steve doesn't play till uh, a bit later t- tonight or tomorrow morning. 2. But I, di- I did notice this morning I woke up to you know, it's always a bit of good news when you hear that Man United have been bundled bundled out of any cup competition. So sorry to the United fans out there, but uh, to see Derby County record a 2 draw and then get a penalty uh, penalty victory. Um, I think it was five-four in the penalties. Oh. So that's um, yeah. that's a big win for Derby. Uh, I think the Fellaini actually got a very late equaliser for United, yeah, so ne- nearly, um, nearly broke Derby's hearts there. But they got over in the penalty shootout. So the good thing about these kind of cup competitions, it throws up some upsets. I know Man United weren't playing probably the strongest team, had a few changes, and uh,
0: they still had a pretty strong side. Though. Yeah,
1: yeah, and a few, yeah, a few of the lesser teams. though, if they're ever going to beat a big yeah, club, yeah. this is probably their best Definitely, chance. Yeah. So it always throws up some and, interesting ones.
0: And. I uh, don't know if you recall, uh, recall from a young Harry Wilson scored the first for Derby.
1: Oh, was it? Yes, I did actually see that. I've uh, got. He's Lone on loan in, from Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. loaning Liverpool yeah. play, which makes it sweeter. That's and, even better. Yeah.
0: And the crowd chanting, "You're getting sacked in the morning," to Jose is even sweeter as well. So. Oh, I didn't.
1: I didn't know that. Yeah, the Derby fans. So
0: and Frank Lampard, ex-player. Yeah, Frank. I knew Frank, Frank Lampard managing so. them, so yeah, that's
1: yeah. pretty good. And it's always good to see that bitter taste on Reno's face, but yeah. he's he's made a rod for his own back, really. So I think everyone's um. Unless you, even if you are a United fan, I still think you like to see him suffer oh, sometimes. I, thought, I think, yeah, they want well, I
0: think the United fans are mm. probably getting close to having enough of mm. Jose at the moment. I think he's just they don't like the style of football, and yeah. obviously the results aren't coming now. So, yeah. all
2: right, baby of the week. Yeah, so I brought in the uh, beverage this week, and I have brought in something that I've been waiting for for almost half a decade. Mm. Uh, back in the day, James Bogues used to have a, a lager called James James Bogues Pure, which was a delightful drink. And uh, they have brought in a, a new drink uh, this year called James Bogues Wild Rivers. And it's back. Having a look at the, uh, the description before we went to the uh, local beverage shop, and um, <laughs> it looked as though the description was very similar to our fallen comrade, mm. the Bogues Pure. So I picked up uh, some and uh, had a little bit of a tipple. Bit of a rebranding, you yeah, think? Yeah, a bit of a rebranding. I think mm. it's. Um, Coming back. Yes. Yeah, in pog form. <laughs> yeah, it's like a I Snack 2.0, but delicious. So um, <laughs> it's good to see Wild Rivers, and uh, I hope you guys enjoy it because I'm certainly glad it's back. Well, well that's done. good. I'm sure it'll be great. Um, look, <laughs> that was said with such computer. It'll be great. Well, so the guy who brought the tequila last week. Tequila. I mean, I did suggest tequila shots, but I it think is. Eric didn't didn't want no, to go I for it. Executive so. producer card. Right. Yeah. I also made myself executive producer. Yeah,
1: have you done that? I didn't realize does that give you more royalties? Or
2: uh, yes, what are the royalties of zero point zero zero? Not sure. I think right.
1: Probably some more, um, more of Redis, um sports bet accounts uh, after all these plugs he was giving the other week. Oh, and right. I've just given one. Yes, right. yes. Um, yeah, I know, so a right? a sporting <laughs> betting agency of
2: any sort, because oh. we have no sponsor. But if yeah. you are a sporting betting agency and would like to get on board, mm. contact Redis, because I'm
1: pretty sure he's got an account of yours. He's probably betting right now. <laughs> but, oh, responsibly. Well, well
0: look, it, you, you're right. He probably is betting. He's probably betting yeah. on um, the AFL grand final at Ooh. the moment, if we know Redis.
2: It's so. Happening. And if, um, he when's that, was, Steve? <laughs> if he was Benning, he would have uh, been listening to a certain genius at the beginning of the final series who predicted a West Coast Collingwood grand final. What, do you listen to the show? Yeah, the Whites well,
1: can't remember. Well, oh, yes. yeah. no,
2: West Coast Collingwood I was, was always, always what I was thinking, despite everyone being confused that uh, these were the two teams that mm-hmm. made it. Um, at the beginning of the year, you would have got long odds, but uh, I think they were been playing some pretty decent football, obviously the... Uh, yeah. Collingwood beating Richmond Was a little bit of a surprise to many I was,
0: I was going to say To be fair I don't even know how your prediction came through Because weren't you like One from four In the first round of the But <laughs> But yeah. it got there It work? got there That's the but most important part Redisco, It got so. there mm. he's, playing <laughs> and, the lo-
2: he's playing the long game Yeah, yeah He's playing the long game <laughs> Sometimes it's not all about the journey <laughs> Yeah It's about the end results Um, So yeah I actually think it's just reward for both sides Um, I think the thing that's really, and don't don't get me wrong, I'm big Bulldog supporter, so I don't hate the Victorian media like 99% of West Australians over here who seem to get uh, their butt hurt a little bit every time there's something a little bit negative reported about West Coast mm-hmm. or Fremantle or something positive put out there about Collingwood or Richmond. But I think uh, the media has been doing West Coast a huge disservice, like, and the fact that they uh, looked at such rank outsiders, given the way they've played all year, is completely baffling. What do you think? Like, West Coast a bit hard done by, by the pundits and the uh,
1: media? I think it should generally be a 50-50 bet. And I look at it as a as a as probably a 50-50 bet in terms of who should win or who's going to win. Um, I guess the reason you could say maybe the Collingwood's odds are slightly better because they're at their home ground. I, I'd actually say it's, if, you apply, if this game was being played on completely neutral territory, say Sydney or Adelaide, um, I'd be tipping the Eagles because I think the Eagles are a, a better side than Collingwood and I think Eagles have maybe done it for longer over the season. So I, I would have to say the Eagles would probably would be my tip if it was a neutral ground. However, it, given it's at the MCG, really gives Collingwood a chance. I know the Eagles have done okay there at the MCG. They won against Collingwood only five or six weeks ago. And that was when they faced Nat Nui going down with that big injury and they didn't worry them in the game, which was a good effort by Lysette and the others. But I think the fact that it's at the MCG, you know, all those roaring fans for, for the Pies, there will be a lot of Eagles fans there too, but I think that would just levels it up a little bit in my mind. I still think the Eagles might just sneak over the line. I'll save my predictions. Um, I won't say too much more about that. But I, <laughs> so I think, I'm i pretty sure you yeah, just yeah, gave yeah. a prediction. I think you've shown your hand there. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Unless yeah, he, unless we change his everybody mind, everybody put to, yeah you could do it. probably not though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Collingwood probably have been flattered a little bit by the odds, but I, I'm not sure. Steve, why I, do you, why do you think that is the case?
0: I, I honestly think it's really hard to um, put any side as a raging favourite. I yeah. think both sides destroyed their opponents last week. Mm. I mean, it, it might have been a bit easier if one god I oh, just fell over the line and one were was absolutely flogged, but
1: yeah,
0: you know. I I didn't watch the catch the Eagles game, but the highlights I saw they absolutely oh, destroyed. They the game they did destroy them. Collingwood was them. absolutely fantastic on Friday night. So yeah. I think, as Eric said, both sides deserve to be there. Um, Collingwood have to start as favourites, right? That they just have to. You're you're not talking about you know the seventh best side against the second. We're talking mm. about second versus third. Mm. So after a whole season, these two sides finished neck and neck pretty much and it's at one of their home ground mm. now again we i'm not going to get into a debate about the uh, victorian sides have a leg up but it's at their home ground so the way i see it if this was at optus stadium eagles would be favorites mm. because that was the case and that was the case when they played the first first game mm. and they're going to rock up there and Collingwood would probably deserve to be favorites because it's at the g um and really realistically, if I'm a Collingwood supporter, I- I'd be pretty upset if we happen to lose. I mm. mean, Eagles are going to be taking some scars from 2015. Um, that's another hur- another hurdle they're going to have to get over. Mm. But yeah, it- it's a game I'm looking forward to. I mean, I-, I think Collingwood have the midfield covered. I think they got a deeper midfield. Mm. Um, obviously with their ruck. but then you've got the 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 forward line of the Eagles. I, I know. You look last week, big Mason Cox playing well and degoey but I think the Eagles got uncovered there, so it's going to be an interesting game.
1: The big question, where I maybe put the Eagles slightly ahead of Collingwood is the Eagles have m- more depth in their forward line and a stronger forward line. Collingwood have got some good forwards, but is Mason Cox going to have that kind of game again? I think it's unlikely. I mean, the way he played against Richmond, clearly his best ever game in his career. Eagles have seen that. They're going to have all these plans in place. I don't think Cox will dominate this game like he did last week. He might do. Um, but I think they're going to have to look at other avenues, Collingwood. Maybe a check or someone pops up and has a, has a big day. But I think the ruck battle will say a lot of this game. If Grundy can dominate the ruck and feed those Collingwood midfielders, that will negate the Eagles' forward, you know strong forward line. It's really going to come down to the midfield. If the Eagles get enough ball in their forward line, they'll kick goals. They'll kick 15 goals or whatever they need. I think if Grundy... Can dominate That gives Collingwood a chance If Lysette can You know Go 50-50 And you know um, The gate Grundy Then Eagles will win
2: Yeah that's the thing Like uh, West Coast Were really dominant Against Melbourne In the pre In the centre Clearances Mm. Um, What they were doing Is they were um, Having an extra person Come off the back Of the square So they were already Playing like a man extra In there So I don't think um, Buckley and Collingwood will allow that to happen They'll take a lot out of what happened I think Melbourne and their coaching staff got a little shell shock from that Mm. So I don't think it's going to be as open in the um, centre clearances In the midfield for um, West Coast against Collingwood But uh, one thing I will say about Collingwood Is that their forward line has got many facets to it Yeah, Mason Cox played out of his skin in the prelim In his Mm. best ever game But, uh, I mean, you've got many options in there. You've got Dagoe you can pick up. And, and, you know, Mm. you wouldn't be surprised if he kicks five goals in a game because he is a different option. You've got Josh Thomas, who's been uh, great this year. Um, His first real great year since coming back from his suspension as well. So, they've they, got more strings to their bow than, um, I guess, Melbourne showed up with in April and,
1: the and I think they get more goals out of the midfield than what the Eagles do. I mean, side-bottom yep. trelaw Adams, all, Penderbury, all goal kickers. They kick lots of goals.
0: Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, Eagles rely heavily on their forward line. Mm. That's how they play. And
1: yeah. I guess if you look at
0: Collingwood's, if you pick a weakness out, it is their defence. Mm. So, uh, it is going to be interesting, the, the two big... Talk, the, the, Tall Timber down there. Mm. Uh, they're going to go in with Darlene, Kennedy and Vardy mm. slash Lycett, And then you've yep. got your two smalls in Willie
1: Rioli and Liam Ryan. And right. so. so you can yeah. take a mark too, Ryan. That was yeah, a good mark yeah. in the prelim. Can, can we go back a moment? And I know we've been talking about the grand final teams. The two preliminary final losers, Melbourne and Richmond. This is how I see it. Melbourne, obviously they had a terrible game. They got smashed. They'll feel really bad that they weren't competitive but still on the season it's a big tick for them. They've you know, they finished fifth, they've won two finals. Yes, the third final they were pants, but they, they had a you know, to win two finals, that's a big tick for Melbourne. They'll yep. come away happy. Richmond finishing on top, won a final, got to the prelim, don't even get to the grand final. I know they won the flag last year. Can that be considered a tick for Richmond or have they blown that by not making the grand final? I, mean, I think
0: they've blown it. I think they were, they showed up. They didn't have the urgency. So, for me, the big difference, Friday night, Colin, we were just all over them. Mm. Um, they were kicking out on the four missing targets, things Richmond normally do and they normally mm. handle the pressure. They just didn't show up. They I, got out I, Richmond. It Pretty much. And <laughs> I think they, honestly, I think some of the players went in there thinking they were going to do it.
1: Mm. Maybe um, a bit of complacency, you yep. think, Steve.
0: Yep, drinking their own bath water. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's
1: what Melbourne were meant to be doing earlier <laughs> in the year.
0: Um, but, yeah, look, I... I Melbourne, obviously, will come out of it better, right? Mm-hmm. As you can after being humiliate, humiliated in a prelim. Um, Richmond have probably missed an opportunity to go back-to-back, mm-hmm. I would
1: it, say. It's one, because they, they've won 19 games out of 24, I think it was. So, 19-5 is a good record, but what do you think, Eric? Does that mean well, it's a fail? Because Well, make yeah, the when, final? You're,
2: when you're in that mode and you've had such a successful home-and-away season, you've won through to a home prelim at an MCG where you've been dominant... Um, it has to be uh, deemed a failure. Mm. But having said that, you know your club's in a good position when getting to a prelim and not making the grand final mm. is considered a failure. But don't get me wrong; that that will still be a failure. And look, unless you're, you know, outside um, the top eight, and you know maybe the exception of an Adelaide or clubs of that ilk, I think mm. it, once you get to the finals, it's pretty much a failure if you don't go yeah. all the way. I, mm. I, th- I think there's
0: probably another ten sides of massive fail this year because I, I just at one stage it was open where I think mm. up to what 10th or 11th we'll say 11th made made the finals and once you're in there given the week off and given with how many games especially for the Melbourne sides are in Melbourne yeah, um they all would have expected to do damage there's so, a lot of teams that are
1: kicking themselves because it was pretty open this year and it's been shown you know with Collingwood West Coast making the grand final as good as they've been you know they they both had down patches at times and yeah, um, you know Collingwood has never re- even towards the back end of the season no one really thought they'd still make the, the grand final and it, teams like Essendon will be kicking themselves that they started the season so poorly um, Port Adelaide oh, dare yeah. I say will no, be kicking no, themselves there's right. lots of teams I mean, that, that will be massive failure this year. Year. Mm. to be
0: in the position they were Yeah, regardless of how well they didn't play throughout the year but yeah. to be in that position and then just yeah. fall to bits in the back end and you can see with them um, the ramifications from that with all the movement or the movement that mm. may happen or is going to happen in the trade period. I
1: tell you what, Hinkley is, I know this is a bit early, but Hinckley is a coach under a lot of pressure next season. Uh, I think he's going he's to be the one that at the start of the season, he'll feel the blowtorches like Buckley did at the start of this year.
2: And I think it's somewhat unfair to Hinckley because they obviously were there recruiting over the off-season, uh, were launching and loading up thinking they were in that position for a flag. But I think they got it wrong with their recruitment. They didn't pick the right players to, you know, get them to the next step. They just Lindsay Thomas is not the right (laughs) player. No, 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 definitely not. But (laughs) some of those players, you've got to think of, are they consistently getting a game with the club that they've come from? And Mm. Motlop was in and out of the side. Uh, Jack Watts was in and out of the side before they even got to Port Adelaide. So, I mean, good on them for trying something, but they just weren't smart about how they went about it. And so... The expectations as to who they brought in as opposed to um, what the board or what the recruiting people thought that those players coming in would do was off the mark. They've got to reset now. And the talk of Wingard might be on the way out. They might be trading him because at the end of next year, he's a potential free agent. So they want to get something from him now. Get something while
1: they can. That is
2: ridiculous. Mm. I mean, don't waste all your money bringing in your Stephen Motlobs and then getting rid of Mm. Chad Wingard. The Bulldogs... The, the rumour is once um, they didn't offer um, Dalhouse four years, that then they were in for Wingard for five years. And he's a year older than Dal- a year younger than Dalhouse. Yeah. So all these clubs, they've just got to realise that trading is not like going to get you the, um, the finals yeah. straight away. I mean, yeah. let's have a look at the um, Collingwood. Who yeah. have they brought in in last year's trade period? Nah. Sam Murray. That, yeah. Sam Murray. That's yeah, all they brought the in. One. But yeah. they
0: did a lot of their work, a lot of the players playing. Were from the year before Um, And some you looked at uh, One in particular Chris Mayne. I think I think everyone thought What a failure that was And they gave mm. him four or five That could have even been The year before that So that, they did do I, I think what Port will be Are you saying that at, Lindsay if,
1: Thomas could be in a Grand final next year um,
0: It'll be hard when he's retired <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, Well at least he actually Was retired Unlike somebody else but <laughs> What
0: I will say Is I won't be Because ha- I still think Wingard's one of our best players But what I expect at draft picks, there is some top-end talent. You're going to need low draft picks um, and South Australian top-end talent this year. So if all of a sudden they go into next year getting youth because we missed a lot of speed and pace through the middle so they can get some good quality youth in. um, There's, I think, a good couple key forwards in the draft as well, um, which is what we need. We need some more tall timber. Um, So if that's the case... As a supporter, you can take that, right? If, if you look at it and go, look, we're just going to might reset for a year. We still believe we got the talent in the side. Um, let's, If we get rid of an asset, we will bring in good younger players. Mm. Um, I can I can take that as a supporter. But and, you're right. If we all of a sudden trade Chad Wingard or let him go and get some, someone else who's around the same mark, you're not going anywhere.
2: Well, if, if they trade Wingard this off-season then they're saying that they can't win a flag next year. Because that's not a move you make. Mm. Getting rid of your, I dare say, top five player. Losing Polek as well um, by not matching the offer. Although, you that, know, rightfully so. Yeah, North, look, that's that's offers, what you do if you want to rebuild it. Yeah. yeah, exactly right. Mm. So they're now saying, if that's what they end up doing, then they're not aiming for a flag next year. Yeah, look, to, to be fair,
0: with the Polly one, he had a brilliant season. Um, but... That is his first absolutely brilliant season for the club. He wanted a five-year deal, right? He's played five years for Port. He's only got four years out of his body. The club was worried that they just weren't going to get the time he wanted. But and that's why they only offered him three. And it, as a supporter, again, you can't argue with that.
1: What do you thoughts? While we're talking trade stuff, what are your thoughts on the, the big rumours of Hogan to Fremantle? That would be a massive pickup for the Dockers?
2: Without knowing his... Individual circumstances, because obviously there's there's some lure of a family, mm. you know, of obviously what the family's been through just in the last two years. On yep.
0: on the way here, just uh, I heard that apparently he doesn't want to sign mm. beyond next year.
1: Yep. But uh, with it Melbourne, it, does, yeah. yeah, okay. So he, wait, does that mean he's, rumor, does that yeah, mean he's considering yeah. playing another year for Melbourne or coming over straight away? Well,
2: like, I, I, so He doesn't want to extend past yeah, next so, season mm. So Melbourne are like a little bit worried Like if they don't trade him now Whilst they've still got some yeah, leverage get, Being a year mm. on the contract And that sort of thing Then they'll lose him for you know Pittance next year Because yeah. like they can't say Well we'll hold you to your contract Because he doesn't have a contract no. But having said that with someone like Jesse Hogan I'd, I'd say that they'd still have leverage Because it's like alright fine You know we might out of principle say We'll lose you for nothing And he goes to Carlton yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pick one I, in the pre-season it, draft but what I will say, unless there's like a strong family situation, which we don't know and we can't get into, Jesse Hogan would have to be one of the stupidest men in football if he wants to leave that Melbourne side right now that could be on the verge mm. in the next couple of years. I mean, making a prelims no guarantee that you're going to get success in the next three to five years. But if you looked at the way that Frio have played this year and if they're sticking with Ross Lyon and his slow, boring, methodical... Ineffective style in 2019 Get off the fence Eric <laughs> Then Jesse Hogan is the stupidest man in Australian football If he wants to come to Frio for an extra $200,000 a year
1: And welcome to Eric's new segment The stupidest man in football <laughs> well,
2: I mean, The stupid idiot <laughs> That is
0: a million dollars over five years Yep So that's a lot so of So he point.
2: is a professional footballer And not a footballer who is doing it for premierships Because Frio won't win a premiership in the next five years well, I know, we, I no, know it's easy might, to say, I mean, no one, one would have thought and... Richmond would have won exactly. one last year, no, no one, one would, would have thought the Bulldogs, Bulldogs would have won one in 2016 so, except but, for me. No, I
0: take your but, point and I agree, Like you, you look at it on face value, who would you rather play with next year? A very dull, ordinary Frio or an exciting helper? <laughs> well
2: you'd rather you'd rather have the ball coming in from the midfield of Gorn, um, Oliver, oh, no. the third best player in the game, Angus Brayshaw. So that's and, the midfield you want delivering is to. Is that a slight dig or was that. Uh, no, no, not a dig on uh, Brayshaw. A bit of a, a confusing I, one on the AFL, well, not inviting yes, him. Yes, I was going to say, I actually thought he
0: was their best player the past 10 weeks. I,
2: I think that he's a great player and I, in personal well, opinion, he is better but, than Oliver. Yeah, And I think Oliver is a very good player, but he gets overrated yeah. a lot. Uh, I, and it's not just because he was on my um,
0: ultimate team. Don. But I did pay close attention was to him on when, I, uh, when I watched him. And he's a good mix of getting the, the ball other inside. West off. Yes. Um, getting the ball inside, laying a tackle, getting the ball outside and getting yep. the scoreboard. He does it all. It's crazy. Man, I he missed the first why. three weeks of the year in I the VFL. I was. I don't mm. understand why people were so shocked and were outraged that he got more votes than Clayton Oliver. Yep. No, He, he no, had no, a very good, very good season, good particularly
1: the second half of the season.
2: Yeah, because I, I think initially he was a pick two or three or something. So he's, yeah. he's, no, he's high in talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. came
0: back. He got Kobe, the incident with Kobe Stevens uh, early Perry on as well. Um, he was a part of that. Yep. Um, got through that. So, yep. I mean, that's a good story for the year. Well, I'd is. like
2: to go back to um, one story here of the finals. <laughs> and uh, and I don't want to... This is not t- uh, sticking the boot into uh, Rowdy, who's seen many a talented player leave Brisbane for the sake of going home or uh. just escaping Brisbane. Well, someone why? who's been flying under the radar this final series has been Jack Redden. He has been an yeah. absolute gun for the Eagles um, the, all year, but sort of under that uh, radar of Gaff, Chewy and that sort of class in the midfield, especially with um, Gaff and his brain fade. He's really stepped up, and he's a big reason why West Coast have uh, made it so comfortably into the grand final.
1: Yeah. yeah, he's had a really good season. I think with with um, Mitchell and Pritis... Uh, leaving the Eagles or retiring um, that spot's opened up and he really can only play that position uh, as we, we obvious now because when he was at the Eagles before um, this season he's been pretty horrid he's been pretty terrible they've tried to play him at more of an outside role it's not his go at yeah, Brisbane he was the inside you know in and under player now that Mitchell and um, Pritis you know were both gone he's able to. Be, he's been able to play that role and he's gotten better and better as the season's gone so you know <laughs> Part of me uh, finds it hard to say this, but yeah, he's had a great, great season. So, good on him, I guess. Hopefully, Brisbane uh, won't be losing any more players you like you'd be him. Used to that by now, though. Uh,
2: you've got Elliot Yeo's in
1: there as well. Yeah, oh, yeah. thanks for that. Yeah, she is. <laughs> but we getting I'm, Lockie Neal now, so I don't care. Well, oh, maybe. What, hope, I mean, what,
2: what do we think about that? If you're Lockie Neal, I mean, I obviously, if you've listened to the last five minutes of this podcast, I'm a big believer of the future of Frio.
1: So, um, do you think it's Will, will, will Lockie Neal Changes his mind if Hogan comes to Melbourne? <laughs> Oh well, I mean, they, I mean, won't,
2: they won't. Not. They won't, that get won't Hogan happen unless because there'll be like, a trade that involves those. I was those gonna picks. say it's kind of perfect
0: storm this year to get Hogan because mm. they can do it without be seen as getting rid of one of their best players because he wants to go. Yeah. So if they let him go, they get this high draft pick which they can then use to mm. get Hogan. Yeah. So I, I don't see it happening if Neil doesn't go.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and when you look at it, if I'm a Freer supporter, I go, we need a key forward. I, I know Lockie Neil's. Their best it, midfielder. Well, it has been because Vice's been injured. But they need a key forward. I mean
2: is gonna be a gun for them if he sticks yes, around it, um it, Sarah as well oh, if, if um he doesn't play Gaff again. Oh well, well, if Gaff leaves and he doesn't have to, you know, hang well, out the same street as yeah, him. True. <laughs> 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 he might not have to play him twice and just um, bump into the cafe. Yeah, Freo versus North Melbourne's not really a huge blockbuster oh, game that they'll yeah. repeat twice. Um, but what what do you think of the addition of Neil to uh, Brisbane if that's to shake out that
1: way there, routes? Oh, it'd be it'd be great and oh, probably the most impressive news I heard was when Dane Beams committed to staying at Brisbane. That yeah. was huge. So the fact we kept Beams, I think that was massive. If he decided to go back to Melbourne, gee, it's just you know, we start again with our midfield almost because he's he's our key midfielder. But now then to keep him and then if we can add Lockie Neal, that is massive to the depth of our midfield and would allow, you know, Beam, Zorko to go forward a little bit more at times and, and help uh, help some of our young key forwards. And it's building
2: that continuity of Mm. having a a group that doesn't get changed around too much every two years when a young player wants to leave, and having that person come into that age bracket of Neil. What's he, 25, Mm. 26 around that mark? Maybe a little bit slightly older than that.
1: And and it's funny, like speaking of Neil, and we were talking about Hogan before, and why would he want to leave Melbourne to go to the Dockers? We're seeing a lot of this now where players are wanting to move back home or move to, you know, for family reasons. Obviously, Cyril Rioli retired and. Family had a lot to do with that, going back home. You know, even Hamling, after winning the premiership for the premiership Bulldogs, Joel Hamley, yep. um, went to Fremantle the year after. So, yep. you know, the calling of home for players, they're almost putting that ahead of premiership. So right. I'd rather, I'd rather, you know, live where I want to live Maybe don't have the chance of playing as much finals, he But even if you stay at the club you're at, there's no guarantee you're going to get a premiership anyway. It's so hard.
2: Yeah, someone like uh, Jared Pollock uh, proving that you can go home twice because <laughs> he, yeah. he went yeah. to Port Adelaide because he yeah. was homesick, and yeah. uh, um, now he's found a new home in Melbourne. Oh, he's so, lost two homes. Uh, that's the uh, that's the Mitch Brown he's, rule. He's of going a,
1: home. He's got a lot of lot of money. He buys homes everywhere. Yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah,
2: but um, oh, look, there's a lot of positive things for uh, Brisbane coming up. Um, You know the thing that's a little bit frustrating this time of the year? I know Mm -hmm. we're sort of sidetracking away from the grand final. Is just because it's now so much money in all the trade, like, news, you're just seeing all this just rubbish come up. Like, things that are just, like, sources have told a source of mine that Uh. sources think this. And to be honest, it's very hard to take most of them seriously. Yeah. But because you get inundated with it on social media, on your daily football news shows and things like that, it's hard to escape yeah. well, the what, nonsense or filter out the nonsense from the legit stories. I was going to say, one thing I would say is
0: generally what uh, you know. I think most people um, go by is if there's a specific story replayed a lot, there's generally some sort yeah. of truth to it. doesn't mean it's going to happen, but if it just keeps coming up, there's some sort of truth.
1: Yeah, yeah I, I don't look so much at the social media stuff because I know that can be full of a lot of you know a lot of crap basically but if you if you the things that get reported on the tv on the main afl website i generally have a bit more to it because they're being backed up by maybe some kind of evidence so well, not not everything not, on the afl not yeah, not, no. not necessarily everything but i take,
2: take bulldogs news with a pinch of salt when it comes from mm. afl media given the uh, clear well, bias that their main reporter has against the dogs and, well, and luke beverage according to the afl who's um, that? Uh, I don't know, it's a bit of a sliding doors moment to figure out who that might be, that just negatively, uh, I'll tell you off the air because we don't want to yeah, upset it's... our uh, purple-headed sun, uh, glasses man.
1: I hope our lawyers are watching or listening. <laughs> 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 might be better. <laughs> well, I, I hope they are watching. If they are watching, where are they? No, well, I mean, question.
0: according to the AFL, Michael Riscatelli was retiring this year. Yeah, was that right. AFL or Channel 7? It was AFL. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm, pretty... I'm, well, I'm sure it was an AFL thing because they would have given him yep. the list of
2: players, yeah? Well, that would have been a rude shock, wouldn't it? Egg on the face he's sitting, sitting at home watching
1: the uh, Brownlow. Do, do you think Gold Coast, they go, oh, we were going to do yeah, yeah, we better yeah. not now. We oh. let that one slip. We, uh, we forgot to tell him. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, speaking of the Gold Coast and, and uh, Carlton, did they get it right with the priority uh, picks and not awarding them um, an access to oh, the, young players in the draft? The count won.
0: Carlton won? The count won. Because there's one thing the, the Gold Coast, the AFL did wrong with the Gold Coast is they did not get that team right to start off with. Yep. They went up there, they um, let an immature coach, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but an immature coach got up there with the immature kids and yep. um, older players. And the Gold which, Coast Party Central. Uh, older mm-hmm. players, good older players, but who weren't leaders, right? And there's one thing I'll say about Gaz. I love him as a player, one of the best players I've seen. He did not scream leadership, right? I think his so, leadership
2: is more do as I do. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. exactly. But rather when, when than you've bring got a, people along. When you've got a whole bunch of
0: kids who are looking up to someone to set, to mm. pull them into line, not just set the standards, pull them into line, he wouldn't do that. So do you think um, Abbott was, was too good a
2: player to go, go to Gold Coast? Because you had all those young players who would like almost kick 50 metres backwards to get to Abbott Because yeah. they're like, well, oh, he'll, he'll yeah, save us. That, mm. that goes, do you reckon... Kevin Sheedy Would have allowed that to happen No And that's a good point I was just about to say The scumbags One of the things They did absolutely yeah. perfectly Was have Kevin Sheedy there And now Kevin Sheedy A lot of um, The tactics of the The scumbags In those early years Wouldn't have been him It would have been more The motivational message Don't get me wrong He knows a lot about football yeah, yeah. He's, he's been around A little while Won a few premierships, but um, he would have relied heavily on his assistants for the actual strategies of, you know, the gameplay at that time. But you're right, he would have been drilling in those basic football messages whereas McKenna may may not have. Yeah. And I think that's what the Gold Coast tried to do by putting uh, Rocket Eed up there after McKenna to try and, you know, emulate what they did. Mm. But with that group, it was damaged goods. Yeah. They'd already got into exactly. bad habits, so... Yeah, it's a good point you make there about about Sheedy's at GWS. And, and
1: he'd probably need more support. You can't just I oh, will fix it by putting the coach a new coach. I mean, yeah. as important as the head coach is, you need support. You need the infrastructure around you. And That's a big Gi- one, Giants yeah. had that really good infrastructure, and that was mainly because Sheedy put that in place. Uh, they they got a lot of things right at, in the early stages. Gold Coast haven't. And don't, don't go and uh, don't undersell
2: the importance of Sheedy from a corporate point of view as well, mm. because. Uh, and someone who's like attended a few Kevin Sheedy events, he is just very personal. He's very great in those yeah. those crowds, a charisma. So he can, you know, will you over the line to, you know, throw in your sponsorship dollars, to come on board mm. corporately, which helps out the football clubs. Which is one of those things that don't always get talked about, but those are the huge things that really yeah, sure. boost a club and be able to invest in their resources for sure. Mm. But um. Going back to that, so the Gold Coast will get access to uh, three mature-age players who have uh, previously either nominated for the AFL draft, um, have mm. been eligible to nominate for the AFL draft, or were on AFL lists. And one of the things I hope they, they do is uh, you know, look to get that experience in their midfield. Um, there's a few players that have been killing it, uh, especially Mitch Grigg uh, in the, in the sand there. Um, it surprised me that um, Mickey Barlow was... Uh, there's, I, I, there's there's something there with Dew That's just a yeah, Dew doesn't value maybe. him yeah. I would say Because he, he did because the it, game
0: He seems like mm. a perfect fit mm. You know seems like He's a hard worker He's an in and under, under player He seems like someone who it is, he he Would train well Because he needs to yep. um, But yeah I was pretty shocked When he was let go it But was. I don't
2: trust their list management They gave up pick two For Lockie Weller So they might be silly enough To redraft him As one of the mature age players yeah, Formerly maybe. on an AFL list <laughs> Yeah <laughs> just maybe Cherry pick that mm. But, um, I mean, one of the things they, could, they should be looking at doing is not necessarily just looking at only getting in players at that mature age. Yes, they do need that to complement the young list. But they need to have a look at someone like Sam Collins and go, okay, um, he's been dominating the VFL as a defender. There'll be Victorian sides going, we're screaming out for a Sam Collins. So what can we get into our club if we give you the draft rights to him? So it would be interesting. I mean, GWS did it well. They uh, traded the rights to Jesse Hogan. And they they got a few picks in early that way, so be interesting how the clubs actually tackle yeah. being ha- access to those players. It's not just picking them up. I mean Carlton, they get access to two. Do you think that was the right call? From what you were saying before, you didn't seem to be on I, board. it's just Carlton to me is different because they
0: we're talking about a club that's been around a split second compared to. Uh, Years, you know, what was? They must be near on hundred years, if not 100 years, a hundred years, to comfortable. and I think club. they've so, got a, a
1: number of mate- mature, mature ace players from no, other clubs yeah, they've, already. They, they've
0: been doing it for long enough yeah. as a club that they, they're the the grounded as a club, they got the support. They have just butchered it up. So basically, the, the AFL saying because you've done a really, really bad job of this rebuild that's been going for two decades, yep. we will give you what all, all this, all this stuff, and it's just. Where, where, what would you be feeling if you were Brisbane at the moment who have been going through hard times, who's done it right, done the job right, yep. um, is on the way there? What about St Kilda who are, have been trying to get it done or North yep. Melbourne who, you know, no one cares about North Melbourne. Yep. <laughs> like, like really, <laughs> who, no, who? no one talks about it. it, it I think everyone fails to believe yep. they were, most people picked them to be bottom. Yes. And they yep. were fighting for a top Yeah. But that club there who's done it right yep. gets nothing. Yeah. But yet the one, one that point. has failed...
2: For two decades. Let's just give him some stuff to help him a lot. The, the thing, I know this sounds so silly when you look at someone like the AFL making that decision. But the thing that probably spotlighted Carlton was they played so much Friday night football. That it was dominating the talk of the weekend. It was like, oh how bad was Carlton? How yeah, bad yeah. was Carlton? So there was a lot of, a lot more media scrutiny on Carlton. I'm not I'm not saying I agree with the decision. But it's made Carlton look really, really bad. When If you have a look at it, like... Two years ago, Carlton were one of the oldest lists in the competition and what they've done is actually started to remove some of that old age. Now they're a really, really young team again. Mm. Um, I don't think Silvani's done the right move by some of the GWS players that he's uh, brought in. Half the side? Yeah, exactly. And I think he was maybe a little bit too close to the situation there that he's brought in these players who haven't been able
1: to make an impact at AFL level. And there's a reason why GWS didn't have those players as the ones they really wanted to keep and hang on to. I mean there's a reason why they're happy to let them go. So yeah, there's I think there's some errors made there and he's admitted that, I think. I think he's actually admitted that. Yeah. He could have done a better job.
2: But it's crazy, I mean you look at some of the stuff coming out, like people allegedly want to go to Carlton and uh my question would be Who why, why Mitch McGovern. Oh yeah. Yeah, they, uh, Mitch, yeah, that, that is money. money I don't, I don't uh, care what he or his manager says uh, That's maybe,
0: money Maybe maybe mm. they came up to him and said Look, we won't strip you naked and tie you to a tree this offseason
2: wow. He's gone, well, <laughs> I'd love that I'd love if that didn't happen Jeez, I, <laughs> I wouldn't go to a club if they didn't promise <laughs> me that <laughs> um, Well, I mean, I think you kind of touched on it there with North Melbourne but um, And so for me, I'll lead the way The biggest surprise of the season for me Was um, North Melbourne Just how um, mm. they really worked to not win a game Yeah, I, I, I had them doing nothing yeah. to
0: be brutally honest like with the players they got in they got in um, some players who you, you thought to yourself oh they'll do okay um, I think Jed Anderson was one um, Sean Higgins I didn't think he'd play this good of football again um, I don't think he's ever played this good of football yeah. um, you know Ben Brown you know he's still doing what he does Jared Waite when he got on the park played well um, they uncovered the likes of Paul Hearn um, and a few other young, real good midfielders. Uh, th- yeah, they were great. I, I mean, he would have gone close if Collingwood got bundled out straight sets. He would have gone close to coach of the year. Yep. Th- that's how good a job he done. I to
1: agree him. with and, that. And when yeah. you
0: look at it, the teams they ended up around, as in Essendon and Port Adelaide, I think you can see why he done such a good job. Yep.
2: And look, with Polek likely going there, they're, they're into a, their eyeballs with Gaff. Um, that obviously is a decision that's not been made. But you put Gaff and Pollock in that side, and that's yeah. a team now, based on this year, that should be expecting to be in the lower half of the eight next yeah. year. oh yeah. And Definitely. then the interesting thing will be to see, yeah. if that happens, what they do with the expectation, yeah. whether they, they wilt mm. or that actually spurs yeah. them on. Because they've got some really good inside players. Oh yeah. So, so you
0: add class on the outside... Is uh, underrated. Um, and player. Jed Anderson has been under. He would have averaged 12, 13 contested possessions yep. in an under all year. So, yep. uh, you add the two class and two bits of class on the outside. Yep. Um, all of a sudden, them with Higgins and then their inside
1: players.
2: Can you think of any other surprising teams uh, this year? Um, I mean, the grand finalists are pretty surprising. Yeah. Collingwood.
1: Uh, I think the, I think that like North Melbourne. I do I do like that call. I would have to say Collingwood. I just. I don't. I didn't tip Collingwood to finish in the top eight, and I thought they could easily be 11, 12, 13th yeah, even. Uh, so for them to get, you know, not just into the grand final, but finish third in total, um, I think they're, for me they're the biggest surprise. Uh, probably can't go past them, but I do I do like North Melbourne because um, I had them in the bottom two or three, I think, at the start of the season.
0: I will say now I did not expect them to get be in the eight, and I would have expected Buckley to get the sack this year. I'll be honest. Mm. Like, uh, I think there was a stat I saw, that side has not improved for seven straight years. They'll be the second side in history to go seven years and not improving to winning a flag. Mm. So it's not as if it's been two or three years. It's been a steady decline to no improvement. Yep. And all of a sudden, they're in a grand final.
1: Well, one other side I say that surprised me, I can't believe they finished in the top four, is Hawthorne. Yep. I think they're they ahead of it. They're never going to do much in the finals. I never thought they would... Actually, I, I predicted them to go out in straight sets. Yeah. I think that's the only thing I did get right in the finals. But they they did really well to finish fourth. I didn't predict them to make top eight at the start of the year either. So you've got to you've got to acknowledge them. And I think they're, a, you know, Clark, Clarkson will be rubbing his hands together, going, "Oh, we're maybe a year or two ahead of the plan here." So yeah. there's a bit for them to Do, look forward to. I think.
0: Is a lot set on easy draws? Mm. I, I don't know about Hawthorns, but I know the likes of both Melbourne and. Collingwood,
1: you could say about a the fairly simple draw. You could going say about at least into the last two or three rounds. You could say about simple draws, but Hawthorne played Brisbane twice and they lost to them twice. So you would say easy draw. They got Brisbane twice, they lost those two games, and they obviously won a lot of games elsewhere. So sometimes easy draw, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 an odd one. And Hawthorn always going to be the certain teams they're going to play twice, like Collingwood, Essendon, probably someone else I can't think of at the moment. But, yeah, I don't think their run was anything, you know, out of the ordinary in terms of ease. I I think it's – I think the – yeah, the the draw's not equitable. That's the way it's always going to be. I think even – look, at Brisbane, we've been down the bottom for years. We never get a really easy draw. We never play – the same teams twice at like the bottom you teams. Where,
0: You've played Gold Coast twice since I've been in the comp.
1: Yeah, but apart from that, we don't. <laughs> we we only played Carlton once this season. So if we're going to have, you know, I'm not, I'm not complaining, but I'm just saying that's the way the, the draw is the way it is. Even Brisbane, who've been down the bottom for years, I um, always look at our draw and I never think, oh, that's a really easy draw. Like there's there's not really any easy draws out there. I don't think.
2: No. Um, I, one other one I want to throw out there is West Coast as well. I mean, it's yeah. easy to say yeah. when you don't predict a side's going to make a grand final. But I, I thought with Mitchell and Pritis, I mean, Mitchell was only there a year, but yeah. uh, Mitchell, Pritis are uh, all going. And really, it was easy to go, oh, okay, they've lost a bit of experience. They could dip really yeah. way back. But it was really a disservice to them because if you look at that midfield, even yeah. without Mitchell and Pritis, I mean, the reason yeah. they got rid of Pritis was because they couldn't guarantee that he was going to play in the midfield. He was going to be, have to learn yeah. How to become a forward Which is not Pritis' game no. At all So I mean when you look at A midfield That's Shuey Gaff um, And even Redden As we've talked about Like um, Sheed has come along Really well In that yeah. last part of the season Since the Gaff yeah. And then yeah. another one That flows under the radar Even though his disposal Is not great Is Marston And he has been Really a workhorse In there as mm. well This year So I mean, they're a bit of a surprise, but I think that's mainly due to a little bit of ignorance and not really recognising and appreciating the depth that they yeah, did, did have in the squad. I mean, when Luke Part- Partington can't get a game, that's just one for Redders because he, he loves Luke Partington, but uh, they've got a lot of depth in, the, in that side. Mm,
1: I, they I do. Th-
0: I think they've, they've had improvement. Like, I think you brought up Jack Redden. Dom Sheets got a lot more of the ball. I, I think that started second half of last yeah. year. I think Louis Jetta is playing a lot better. Than he has done at the Eagles. I think the likes of Luke Ryan and Willie Rioli. That one two punch bar. is in, yeah, incredible. Yeah, they don't, they're like the, um, I guess, Sil Rioli, Poopolo. Yep. It's not what they do. Well, Simpson um, came from Hawthorne under yeah, and yeah, so yeah, he, he sees so, the value of that it's setup. The, it's the impact around the energy they give around the other players. Um, so just all these other little bits, which you may not have seen last year. Um, I, I personally didn't have them. I don't think, finishing top half the eight at least. Maybe even in the eight. Yeah. So they've surprised me. Um, and I guess you look at it as well. you got the 11 games at high, 12, I guess, if you count. Freo twice and Freo have been easy beats this year. So you, you give them those two games, so that that kind of helps. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, look, oh, um, they, they both have been surprises for me. They both deserved it in the end. Yep. You can't argue yep. 20, 22 rounds. You finish second, third. Um, you beat the other... Two top sides. Yeah,
1: uh, you, you deserve it. Well, if you play that well in the prelim, blow the other teams away, you've earned it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's let's wrap, put a bow on on the grand final tour. Uh, we but talked bef- about the grand final, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> but before we do, I just think I think we can all put our minds together to collectively and say Ooh. that uh, Adelaide were the biggest disappointment of the season. Oh yes, yeah. Uh, any any arguments there? Just want to nope. throw, throw, no, throw no, no, no you Honour. Oh, they,
0: they did like GWS. They had injuries. But show what you would do if you're a good side and you have injuries. Yeah. You can still make an impact. Well, good they, they, talent, they did, maybe not. They, like they did nothing. In terms of having they, soul. They're,
2: they're led by a spud and they played like spuds. So. Yeah. Oh, I, I've got <laughs> yeah. a little clip there for Don Pike. and. What, does Brett Burden fall into that as well? Yeah, yeah all yeah. of them.
1: i am going to them say the run. biggest disappointment would, as a state would have to be South Australia because Port yeah. Adelaide are oh, not yeah. too far behind. I'm not just saying this to rile you got Steve. I think Adelaide are <laughs> the biggest disappointment, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Port Adelaide probably aren't far behind Essendon as well because I actually thought that would be a top eight side, yep. and just their terrible start. So I think they were pretty disappointing too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, when you one think of about it,
2: so he wins. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, was.
1: <laughs> it was. That's embarrassing.
2: And uh, yeah, Geelong would probably be disappointed too. You got anyone mm. else?
0: Any yeah, yeah. The, the, you've, you've named the, the rest of the league. Side. What, what about the top end? <laughs> yeah. Who probably might have been if you. Collective well, with a high spot in the Well, past. we said Richmond was a fail, Ten,
1: didn't we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're disappointing, Tigers. Yeah.
2: I prefer, you know,
1: team who didn't win rather yeah. than losers. And <laughs> minor <families. premiers>. have <laughs> That's nothing. All
2: right. Um, okay, well, let, let's wrap up grand final talk. Well, do we want to go around winner, uh, margin, Norm Smith? Norm Smith. Norm Smith. Winner, yeah. margin, Norm. Yeah. Um, I'll go first. since i brought it up. All right. Do we uh, do first goal for Redders? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you want to uh, <laughs> sports betting agency gamble responsibly. Um, although I will say there was a sporting agency that did follow us on Instagram during the week, so wink, wink, nudge, nudge. If you're having a listening, uh, having a listen, slip into our DMs. But um, for me, I am not going to deviate from what I said at the beginning of the finals, which is great in hindsight, four weeks ago. But uh, West Coast's going to win. Um, And I think once the floodgates open They'll win comfortably I'd see them winning by Let's just say 37 points Wow And because of that The Norm Smith for me I think the way he's been speaking all week um, He's had this steely focus about himself Obviously the disappointment of 2015 as well I see the Norm Smith medalist With a bag of a half dozen being Josh Kennedy Okay I
0: thought you were going the other way then no I, mean, oh, no, I thought
2: you're going Jack Darling.
1: Um Well they well they both did have stinkers that they Well I the might I one.
2: might responsibly put some money on both of them. But I, I that's how that's so how it, where I see so being um, one. Kennedy
0: Norm, half dozen, Eagles win by By thirty seven points.
1: points. I I think I give Collingwood a really good chance and I think it is really a kind of a 50-50 given it's at the MCG. However, I think what will happen, I think Lysette will step up. He'll, he'll play well against Grundy, and then I think Grundy will still have a good game. But I think Lysette will feed the Eagles midfielders enough. Eagles will get up just by eight points. So I'm going to say West Coast by eight. By I'm Redden. going to say Lysette's going to be the hero for negating Grundy, but the Norm Smith will go to... I can't believe I'm going to say this, but Elliot Yo. I think Elliot Yo. Hey. He, he, uh, he loves the big stage. He can do it all. He can take contested marks, tackle... Hutting the footy, get it forward, kick the, the odd goal. I think Yo could uh, could get the Norm Smith this week. What about yourself, Steve?
0: Um, oh, this is a hard one because I, I really don't want Collingwood to win. Mm. <laughs> um, That's unfortunate. It's just, They're quite complimentary just of the thought of winning.
1: Yeah, just, so they, you've gonna, got, you, they like Steve to win? <laughs> what am I winning? <laughs> ah, uh, um, the best recruit. The Eagles,
0: they've they got to get over the scars of 2015. The media's going to build it up, especially the Melbourne media when they talk to them. Mm. Um, they will just keep letting him know about it it's at the MCG which that's a big thing I, I don't care what anyone says Um, and I'm not going to get into a debate about where you have the grand final but for anyone who doesn't think that Melbourne side gets an advantage I, I think they've got a few screws loose because every time a club comes here they always talk about the advantage the Eagles have so it's in Melbourne they're riding a wave at the moment um Pains me to say this, but let's go Magpies by Ooh. 17 points. There we go. I honestly think, I'll be cheering for the Eagles, but I think the Magpies by 17, I think Jordan Degoe is going to keep five, um, and the Wavering carries on about him. I think he's, mm. because it's not the umpires doing it,
2: um, he's going to win Norm Smith Very good point actually And uh, you look at someone like degoey When he does kick five yeah, and it, it looks it's impressive It's, it's flashy. flashy It's the Jason yeah. Joe Anderson. like yeah, Exactly Wasn't actually the best player on the ground But It's what everyone was talking about Because it was flashy And yeah. it was memorable Yeah absolutely right All right. Well, that's a lot of AFL talk, but I guess it's going to be one of the few chances we get to do that before Mm. trade season really kicks up. So we'll take a short break and we'll come back and have a look at the other code that's having a little bit of a grand final, just in case you weren't aware, Mm. and uh, the rest of the world of sport. Welcome back to the Sportheads podcast. And now it's time for our... Regular segment, it's time for Steve's Spud of the Week. Oi. Hey, I need some intro music. I know, we need just like, I don't know, potatoes. What, is, what <laughs> does a potato sound like? I don't
0: know. I, I know. think it sounds like the cause. Shall we, um, I was going to say film one. Let's not film one dropping on the floor, but let's just drop one on the floor. Yeah. And get some please do
1: not break. smash potatoes in my studio, please. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, look, um, there was a few to choose from. Um, since last time out. Uh, I'll, I'll start off with a runner-up. A plethora um, of
1: spuds. Yep. I'll start off with a runner-up. It's a, a bit of a up. shed yes. of
2: spuds, one would say. Uh,
0: honestly, like... Who throws To me, a this, he's a worthy Brownlow medalist, but he shouldn't have won the Brownlow medal because he should have been suspended oh, for one. Oh. Um, so he's lucky there. Collinwood fans, you should be upset because Four-harm. you should be celebrating a Brownlow Four-harm. medalist. Yep. Um, but anyway, that's not the reason. The reason was, apparently he... Thought he'd go around a couple of days before he actually won it and say that hey look if I win the Brownlow medal I will only I will talk to you the next morning if you give me a thousand dollars
1: oh really? Like, really
0: how much money do you earn a thousand dollars you're flogging yourself off for a thousand dollars you haven't even won it yet you didn't even deserve to win it Wow.
2: Oh. Um, honestly didn't deserve Mitchell, to win it. Uh, not through performance
1: yeah
2: And um, no, to be honest though like why would someone pay $1,000 for an interview with him? Because he's obviously so engaging as a public speaker. He kept Clarko away. <laughs> yeah, he did too. <laughs> so, but
1: like, I just yeah.
2: thought
0: that was really spud behaviour. I mean, honestly, get over yourself, Tom. Get yeah. over yourself. All yeah, right. Um, the second, I'll do a second runner up. Oh, that's all oh, this is. It is. It's, it's a squad. Is. No, no, because it leads into the winner. They all win. So yeah, it's been just right bear with here. me a second. It, the second runner up is the Melbourne media, right? Okay. Oh, the I don't Melbourne know media. I don't Apologies know to you.
1: any Melbourne uh, media not, um, this, These views are Steve's could, and Steve's Could alone. you possibly narrow it down at all? Uh,
0: I know <laughs> it's could. the Melbourne storm, and you love them. Oh, but oh, when oh a my. guy breaks a rule, well, and no one's actually come out and said that he didn't perform a shoulder charge, everyone said yes, it was a shoulder charge. But hey, do you really suspend someone for that? Yes, you do. It's a part of the rules. <laughs> like my it. goodness, he's wound up. There. It was a shoulder charge. You get done. Bad luck. I, I don't get it. And then the the tribunal. Like two hours to just let him off. Three hours. Like, uh, three hours. What, what is, is that? Three I mean, hours. What possibly... Was it the whole, if the if the glove doesn't fit a quit?
2: Was <laughs> I mean, there some glove we did not... <laughs> That's the second time I've heard that reference made today. to oh. so OJ Simpson, very topical here in 2018. <laughs>
0: but, like, really... Like, <laughs> the thing that gets me, like, I'm not uh, a massive NRL fan. I've seen mm. the incident. Mm. No, you're in like, shock. You sound very shoulder passionate. Shoulder charge. No, but the logic of it. Everyone's all the so-called experts. Yeah, it was a shoulder charge. Yeah. Mm. So you can sit here and go, oh, we can't suspend poop. That's fine, right? I probably agree with you, but that is the rules, mm. right? What do fans want from a tribunal? To know what the rules are and know if you get broken, what's going to happen. Consistency. Consistency. Yes. So please, he should not be playing. And it's the reason I'm wound up is that might that might make sure Melbourne win the fun. Without yeah. Billy Slater, they might not win. What All of a sudden. Do you think it's They're kind of
2: like uh, Roosters fans are going to start looking at this like uh, Barry Hall? Oh, probably. Uh, like how Eagles <laughs> fans look at Barry uh, Hall with yeah,
1: his, uh, no, no, his in-play oh, 50 metres off the wall. You, you know what's getting me really excited is the was fact it? this is just one of his runner-ups. <laughs> no, 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 that was, was the winner. No, the no, winner is the, the judiciary. sorry. Oh, the winner was sorry. the judiciary. Yeah, sorry, um, I, was, I was just But taken back by I mean, The media actually. was a
2: bit of a beat-up. But, I mean, it wasn't just resigned to the Melbourne media. Even Gus Gould... He can be opinionated, but saying that
0: he probably still wants to shoulder charge. <laughs> but yeah, but anyway, he, he's, but he
2: said that he should be getting off because of the sense of occasion. But I, I I've always disagreed with that. If you, nah, you, you, you do the crime, you do the you time, know, regardless of the time of the year. If uh,
0: if that was a person who'd come off the bench, who wouldn't be playing either a big part or at all, mm. that wouldn't be an issue. He'd be missing. Yeah, it is that simple. Mm. It's because you know. Yeah, it, it Katie would Brennan. suck for one of the best. She, she'd NRL, be missing. It would suck for one of the best NRL players ever to miss his final game, which was a final. But he knew what he was doing. He saved a try for. It. Hey, do, isn't there such thing as a
2: penalty try? That I don't understand as well. Yeah, there is a penalty try, but it has to be clearly obvious that they've uh, digressed, and it was definitely going to be a try. So it's one of those things that he could have possibly. Tackled yeah, correctly Yeah he could have Possibly okay. tackled correctly It's got to be have have as clear it, it, it would have Have to have been Something <laughs> yeah, like uh, the, Him The opponent being 10 metres in the clear And he throwing a shoe In his face Like it was clearly Going to be a try Part of the people Defending That's have said It uh, Scoring a try yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, He's too busy <laughs> Out there with the Mums and girlfriends Part of the people Defending him
0: Saying that if he Didn't do that He would have Scored a try <laughs>
2: Yeah, but what, <laughs> but what, it,
0: what it's you can, saying... You, you can't do a shoulder charge unless he's going to score what a What it's saying it's he like gets struck down by lightning.
2: And <laughs> he he, he could have str- possibly tackled him
1: correctly. <laughs> yeah, well, and he should have, which yeah. he should have done. A pig, <laughs> a pig could fall from the sky and land on him? Yeah. No, you never know. <laughs> you never know.
2: Uh, but yeah, I think that's a pretty, pretty good Spud lineup yeah, there. Yeah, right that, that was a good. good little, oh, <laughs> round of applause! Um, that was good. Let's let's quickly touch on it because we won't spend too much time on it. But do we have a quick prediction: Storm um, versus the uh, Roosters?
0: I, I'm definitely going to try to watch this. Like, it's just I'm hoping the Roosters win. That's a big commitment. I'm it. definitely <laughs> going <try laughs> to, definitely to this, try. Definitely going to make an attempt to try and put my I will on this. watch this 100. Okay, percent Because he's what to watch. It it should be. Um, but Cooper Cronk coming against the Melbourne Storm. We all know he's has well, got one arm. A, yeah. I think he will play, right? Yeah. Because they will take him in, playing for a half. Just, yeah. Wouldn't you love the story in, of the in, one-armed in, Cooper Cronk coming up against one of the best NRL sides of the past decade? With two His arms. old side, who he's done so much with, um, and winning, helping the Roosters win the game. It's I mean, story. that'll be something special for the year. Um, and, yeah, so, look, let's go. We'll go the Roosters. Although I should be going Melbourne because Billy's probably won the Clive Churchill medal by now as well, <laughs> since he's getting everything else. Um, but yeah, we'll go Roosters, and I have no idea who's going to win the Clive Churchill medal. So Okay, no worries. I'm gonna Billy go. Slater will probably still win it on a losing side. So
1: <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you want to get started on Billy Slater again? No. <laughs> okay. Um, and I thought look, I was passionate about yeah. Jesse
2: Hogan before <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. Ross Lyon.
1: Sorry. Well, I, um, I don't watch too much N- NRL, but I am aware of. The Melbourne juggernaut, they haven't won every year, but they they seem to be always thereabouts if they're not in grand finals or winning one. They're pretty close. They are a bit of a juggernaut. They're really well coached by Craig Bellamy. I think the way he runs that outfit, I've heard many stories about him and how professional he is. The players are so respectful and so disciplined. Uh, Sydney Roosters have obviously had a good season too. Um, Don't know a great deal about them. But, I'll go, I'll, go with, I'll go with the team that I know more about. And the Storm, I, I have noticed a slight favourites as well. So I'll go with the Storm um, to win in a tight one. 37 six, points? No, yeah, not that tight. <laughs> That's not tight. Six points. We've got a six-point uh, margin to the Storm. Eric, who do you think will win?
2: Yeah, I, I think this, uh, this is going to be a really good contest. Um, I see this one being a lot closer than what the AFL Grand Final will shake out to be, and not just because there's less points scored, but just in terms of a contest. Mm. Um, before I settled on becoming a Knights fan, um, I had a little flirtation with the Roosters, Ooh. so there's a bit of a soft spot there for them, yep. and a lot Cheats. of that, a lot of their, a lot of their team is made up of, um, mm. you know, uh, some of the successful New South Wales side from this year, so. Alexa Tedesco, uh, Tedesco sorry Tabasco, I'm hungry. Um, Tedesco, Cordner, Zadilk, um, that, that, that and um, you know Boy Cordner was very unhappy about the Slater decision, so he's probably agreeing with uh, Steve's spot of the week. But I I just think that the Storm are going to be good uh, too good. They're going to now ride this wave of emotion. They're going to get uh, Slater mm-hmm. over the line for his first one. I think there's even a chance that um, Cam Smith. Retires as well if they get up and they yep. just um, go out uh, on a, on okay. a high.
0: I think he's came out with that. Yeah, uh, he pretty much said that if they win, he's going to go out. Okay. Yeah. From, from what I can tell, anyway.
2: Yeah, so I uh, look. I think they're going to be Munster mashed. I think uh, Cam Munster's going to win the uh, yeah, <laughs> the Clive Churchill, and I see them getting up by a converted try. I See them getting up by six.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, look, we'll we'll go we'll go from that, and we've had the spud of the week. So we might as well go the polar
2: opposite. <laughs> Alright, so even though Rowdy's yeah. here, I've taken over big dog duties yeah. um, as always when I'm doing it. It's uh, no Liverpool players and uh, yeah. happy Recept Day It's going to be all. the last time you do it. Uh, it's even to all of those um, celebrating Recep Day in Milwaukee today. So, uh, <laughs> that's a joke. Sorry, guys. Alright, so... My big dog is not going to be of the week. It's going to be of Whoa. the last decade or Whoa. so. because I'm not saying this person's been the biggest dog in them all that time. but it's I'm more pretty f- sure that's <laughs> what it no. is. Are you using
1: your executive producer <laughs> yes,
2: yes, role again yes, to make yes, this It's decision. the big dog of the decade without being the big dog of the no, decade. No, okay. It's more so in recognition okay. of what they've done over the last decade. Okay. Now, for those who know me, and really, whoever really knows somebody, but for those who know me, they know that for the last... Uh, what would it be? The last decade. four years, I've really been on someone's case. Someone who, like Voldemort in the Harry Potter movies, I would not speak their name. And it was because of my passionate red, white, and blue blood flying, flowing through my veins. Even though, um, that's probably a medical condition. I don't
1: believe where this is going. I think I know where it's going. It's so I don't believe. So
2: it. what's what's happened is I've always, um, I've always held this person in low esteem and. I've, I've had people in my ear talk about this and trying to convince me to change my mind. Uh, Bob, who we had on uh, earlier on in the year with the NFL mm. passionate Bulldogs man as well, has been steadfast on his belief of this person. And at the time when you have someone who's the captain of your club say, I'm out, I want to go and I want to go to GWS. You go, Oh geez, that, that's things more than a little. Like you are leaving this talented young group, which had stringer, McRae. Mm. all this, there was so much potential there. And I'm not going to get on the platform and say, Hey, look, what he did was the right thing because it led to a new coach being Bevo and all that sort of thing. I don't think those two things are connected. But what I will say is I've been a bit stubborn in the last four years. And yeah, it makes it a little bit easier that the dogs won a flag in 2016. Um, But to take away the 200 games that he played for our club, uh, as a captain as well And when really he was maybe thrusted the captaincy uh, More so to try and keep our best player at the time Rather than, you know, trying to put him as the leader When you had someone like Boyd and Morris and, and Murphy around But um, yeah. unfortunately the last couple of years of his career Hampered by injury Didn't end up getting that ultimate success at the GWS Giants you, you Giant. talking about Chris Judd? Not talking about Chris Judd So <laughs> He's in, 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 Michael Riscatelli <laughs> In recognition of the Western Bulldogs, two times best and fairest, 257 game player, All Australian 2013, uh, the big dog is going to be Ryan Griffin. I do not
1: believe it. Believe that! Ryan Griffin. I do not believe it. It's your yard. Wow. I never thought I'd see it. You you could have ridden your own ticket for that one. (laughs) That would have been the longest odds. Almost
2: as bad as Brace your third in the Brown.
1: Oh, we've gone back there. The. Okay, well, 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 played, fair, fair play to you, fair, because yeah. I know how much, I mean, uh, how much. Well, his, his name straight. has not even been mentioned in the, the last four gone years. From the big
2: dog of the yeah. week to the big dog of the decades. So yeah. it's gonna be, no, hard to mean, be It's very easy to get passionate about your team yeah. and, and mm. things like that. And at the time, you, I mean, it's easier once they retire and they're no longer to actually appreciate what they've done. So, yeah. Mm. So it's, I mean, I, I'm still not going to be on board with how he left, but I can see. Why
1: he got
0: to that point? One thing that's disappointed me this week with the NRL is another player celebrating Cooper Cronk's injuries. large uh, oh. y- number of fans. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's and again, uh, you know, I said write in if you want. I don't. <laughs> <Right. Of> NRL, <laughs> <laughs> <religiously>, telegrams, telegrams, <laughs> <but> PO box. <laughs> like to to go there and wish someone you know ill health and yeah. happy that they might miss a grand final. No, I don't like people after to do everything
2: it they do for your club. Yeah, uh,
0: you look at yourself in the mirror.
2: I. Look Not even that I mean yeah Kronk is one who has You know Dragged them to many premierships As part of that, that Dream team Really mm. But I mean This is something And he, he's not here to defend himself So stuff him But this is the thing That I get really annoyed about With Warney Is when he goes Ha 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 Rockliff I hope he does an ACL That's the sort of stuff Even mm. as a joke It's not funny yeah, it sucks when right, you don't fi- think he move quick enough to do one this year. <laughs> no <laughs> oh, <Shit.
0: laughs> oh, bang! Oh, he wasn't bang. Fit. No, he wasn't fit enough. Yeah. I think you saw that early on. He wasn't
1: fit enough. No. That's what. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: I t- love you, t- Tom. You're talking t- your t- 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 about a lack of speed. Yeah, he definitely wasn't going to add <laughs> that to your team. <laughs> no. Yeah. Alrighty, so
2: I mean look we, We've t- we've given our predictions for two to the grand yeah. final So we won't bore you with uh, any uh, more predictions but I'm predicted out <laughs> I predicted that would happen uh. um, The what to watch I think for myself I've got an eye like Steve on the NRL grand final Because um, I do enjoy um, the NRL grand finals I enjoy the stat of origin It's When when it means more and you've got a packed crowd I think NRL is, is great mm. so, um, so I'm looking four for Four times a year well, it is a TV sport, unfortunately, <laughs> but yeah, you're well, right. Oh, they then. weren't
0: even packing it out in the prelim finals. I yeah. mean, what was it, twenty to ninety thousand?
2: Yeah, I, mean, I that's, think that's so. Just, you know, you got to get out and support your team, especially when it's the second last game of the year. Mm. But that's another spot of the week uh, nomination for another day. I think maybe. So that's what I'm. Oh, that's what I've got an eye on. Um, I'll be looking forward to To that. What about yourself, there, Rouds?
1: Uh, outside the grand final, that is, I guess, the obvious. Thing to to watch and to look forward to So, oh, but we've talked about that I won't go with the obvious easy one I'll go with Liverpool and Chelsea big Premier League game they do play in the Cup uh, Carabao Cup this morning or oh, sorry tomorrow morning Carabao Cup yeah
2: Carabao the, oh, sorry the Billy
1: Ocean reference uh, fans out there didn't know it was being held in the West Indies anyway uh, they do play uh, again against Chelsea on the Saturday night or Sunday morning uh, at Stamford Bridge that's going to be a big match Liverpool yep. still have not well they haven't they haven't slipped up in any match. They're the only team with a perfect yeah. record, all six uh, games wins. With Chelsea slipping up against West Ham, we are now um, out there alone. Man City though, looking really dangerous. They've been um, running hot of late. They did have a Champions League loss to Leon the other the other week, but outside of that, they're going really well. Um, they're looking super dangerous, and it's it's going to be you know they're breathing down our necks yeah. if we can get a big win at Stamford Bridge. It's, um. It, it means that we're not just a, a flash in the pan. Well, that,
0: that's what they'll be after. Like, mm. Just to obviously not draw too long a conversation into it, but no. a good win there, all of a sudden that puts... A win at Stamford Bridge puts Chelsea five points back, and all of a sudden the only yeah. ones close to us are City. Yep. All, all of a sudden, and maybe Watford, I think, if they keep and going. Have you guys
2: again. played Arsenal yet? <laughs> This year? We haven't, no. I uh, no. we oh, Okay, well outside. that's why you've got a perfect record, because you don't have to play Arsenal and their um, linesmen that are always <laughs> yeah. on there. So, <laughs> giving little fist bumps for clear offsides. Uh, look, one thing, right? Oh, let's have got one more room in that spud shed. Is
0: I've actually seen <laughs> Open it back videos up. of linesmen and that doing that when they get a decision right. So, in all fairness, he may have thought he got a really important one right and done no. the old, ah, I'm really good. Take a look at yourself in the mirror, um, mate. But... Yeah, look, it, it, it's a big kick-off to seven days. So we've got, yeah. from recollection, Chelsea, Napoli, and then City. Then City. And that is a massive seven days in the shape of the season because, I mean, Euphoria would be winning all three. Um, I, mean, I'll 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 I'll, I, I don't
2: think I'd come in next week if you guys win all three.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't you know come in the week I'll after. I'll be taking back the big
1: three. dog. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, but that'll be Euphoria for a
1: Liverpool supporter. Yeah. So. What about yourself, Steve?
0: Um, Look... Yeah, the two grand finals. Uh, I'm not going to name it because I think I think na- nationwide everyone's going to be watching at least one of them. Mm. Um, so what I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to the NBA v. NBL. That's about to kick mm. off. Um, I think the first game is Philly and Melbourne, off the top of my head. And then the one I'm looking forward to are the, are the Cats and the Jazz. Yeah. Um, the Cats coming up against um, Jingles and... Um, uh, Mitchell I forgot his name there yep. Um, So yeah I'm looking But uh, it, it's good Again we talked about it Last year when it happened Puts Australian basketball On the map It only does wonders For Australian basketball Hopefully they can Play well um, And have good results yeah. They don't have to win But do what Melbourne yeah. did last year And push a good side Last year Melbourne Were very competitive um, So yeah I'm looking forward to that See how they go
2: Is uh, Do we know if Bogut's Going over for the Kings I'm, that I'm not sure no, of. Because that would be good to see him just there in the uh, NBA setup one last time as well. Yeah. But I mean, I, I look, I don't see why they wouldn't take
0: him over there because that would be a big draw card, especially for the fans over there having a, a, a recent ex NBA play there.
2: Yeah, true. Uh, having said that, Sydney are playing in Hawaii, so maybe, well, <laughs> maybe maybe not so much. Well, Bogut will be going then. Well, yeah. <laughs> would yeah. you miss out on going to Hawaii? Uh, no, I would not. <laughs> No, that's a pretty good one. I mean, you're right. It kicks off there with United and the 76ers on Friday. Uh, Wildcats and the Jazz on Saturday. So that's a busy day of uh, sport there for yeah. sure. Um, and then the Kings and the Clippers on the Sunday. So some pretty pretty interesting there's games. Weekend on the weekend. And look, we talked about the JLT Cup. So there's lots of
0: sport around. So if you can't find something to watch this weekend, um, you are You
2: will be the spot of the week next week. Oh, Watch out. Steve's after you. Apologies to our listeners out there. Um, those views are from Steve and Steve alone. <laughs> You might not have a TV or access to broadband.
1: Steve's going to be monitoring people's uh, oh, wait, wait. What, to, what they're watching.
2: That's true. All right. Well, we have rambled a little bit today about football, but that's probably our last real chance to
1: talk about it until the trade period mm-hmm. starts. It went on to Tom Mitchell, too, for winning the Brownlow. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, look, performance wise, he deserved it, but yeah. he
1: shouldn't have won it. We, we, uh, <laughs> we did I'll
0: stand by that.
2: Ooh, forearm, forearm,
0: forearm, forearm, forearm to the back of
1: Goldie's um, Before we continue on. rambling, quick, quick, Eric, quick, and, and quick. You know who that, up.
0: let him go? The MRO good old. What's his name? Okay, so well, the well, beverage well,
1: of the week. Okay, you. let's <laughs> wrap it
2: up. Let's, 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 we, let's go. look, uh, we got places to be, people yep. to see. Um, yep. so the beverage of the week. I'll, I'll kick things off. It's the James Bugs Wild Rivers, the refreshing lager from the pure the waters of rivers. Tasmania. Um, again, tastes very, 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 very similar to the old James Bugs Pure. Which, chip off the old block. Yes, yeah, chip off the old waters there. Um, not Bo, but um, I, I'm very happy this is back. Warney and I. This is as sad as it is. Warney's written a strongly worded email to James Bogue's before asking what's going on about with the pure. So, I am very happy this is
1: back. Goes down like a treat. Did, did he? Did he hope that the CEO would uh, do his ACL or something? Oh, <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, maybe that's what's
0: happened. And he sat there for his. Uh,
2: period of time off and yeah. thought well yeah I could go with a pure drink um, so I'm going to give this one uh, I, I'll, I'll, I'll be cautious with the score and say five wow <laughs> okay Someone cautious blowing his own horn? yeah well, no I, I'm very like, happy this is back and very happy that after back. today I won't be able to drink it for three months so that's awesome mm, as
1: well that's good timing isn't it yeah, well no.
2: better well, not be limited only otherwise James Bogue I'm coming
1: for you well, well done Eric uh, good this is a good drink uh, Thank you. I, I did it myself. <laughs> <laughs> yes, okay. Congratulations uh, uh, for picking that up from the song. I'll, I'll be a little bit more cautious than your cautious five. I'll I'll give it a four. But it's um yeah, it gets a big tick from me. Four stars. I think that's that's fair uh, enough. What do you think, Steve? Well label I'm, I'm, review.
0: Uh, yeah, look, it's yeah, it's not the greatest label, oh. to be honest. It's Ugh. pretty crap, pretty bland. Working your James label white on it. Um I, I I'm actually Got a new, an early nomination for Spud of the Week from my oh. last two oh. the last two reviews. Um, <laughs> look, it was okay, but come on, guys, a five and a four. I'm gonna give this a 2.75. What? Um, it was a three, took it down 0.25 for the label. Uh, You're extremely I cautious. Say no,
2: but I wouldn't buy it. Okay. So this was Steve's last episode <laughs> of the Sportheads podcast <laughs> because obviously he has 2.75. He has, he has no taste. He's gone from bringing tequila last week. Uh. To, to panning Oh come on The best you, beer we've had I'm pretty sure you just
1: called us Spuds of the week too
2: Yeah This has been the best beer We've brought in here Since mm. we had the banana bread beer Early in uh, Oh now now So I think Steve You know If oh. you don't You need to have a look at A hard look at yourself Over the weekend And just question your commitment I think next to, week We do the Spud of the week uh, Yes yeah, it's, it's, I, I Early
0: contender On that note um, That'll be the last time that We ever hear the Spud of the week I hope uh. you enjoy it <laughs>
2: But uh, yes, that brings to an end uh, our podcast for this week. It's the most wonderful time of the year, apart from maybe the Boxing Day test. Yeah. So, um, whatever you do, we you know it's a big day. Enjoy.